Hello everybody and welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Today is Sunday the 22nd of June and coming up in the show we're going to have some news from around the nitty world, the latest offerings from the Golden Skate and an update of the projects since the last episode. Hello again, you fine, fine people. I hope you've all been having a wonderful time since the last time I spoke to you, which wasn't that long ago. Maybe I'm actually going to get two podcasts in a month for for once. First time ever, perhaps. A warm welcome to any new listeners that might have joined us this time. And as always, a very hearty and squishy hug for any returning listeners. It's always lovely to have you here with me. Today has been a lovely day in the Kingdom of Fife, my new home for now, and I thought I would do something a little bit different today, which may not be immediately obvious, because I I do have quite a freestyle uh, technique anyway on the podcast, but I've decided that I'm not going to write any notes at all, I'm just going to talk to you, and we'll see how that goes for a change. I'm in a bit of a pensive mood, and I've got some things to share with you and I just thought oh you know what I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna write any notes I'm a rebel I'm just gonna go for it do it all all off the bat so that's what I'm gonna do so it won't be necessarily the exact usual format um but you know what it's cool let's just roll with the punches so first things first haggis pakora apparently it's a thing I got a tweet from Louise from Caithness Craft Collective podcast, and they 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 have it in in Caithness, so it must be a thing. Um, again, I've not really quite got round to trying it. However, I might have to do so in in the interests of science, really, so that you all know about it. Other than that, I've not come across any crazy sort of Scottish cuisine since the last time I spoke to you. I did go and venture out to the St Andrews Brewing Company with a pal of mine to try some local craft beers and some beers from abroad. It's a little uh, pub in St Andrews that is like a craft beer place. Really confusing because they don't sell things in half pints and full pints. They sell it in third pints, two third pints and that's it. So you have either a little wee glass or a really wee glass. Uh, which is fine because I'm only five foot three, so I look a little bit silly with anything bigger than a pint, within a half pint glass anyway. Um, so we went and tried there and tried a few different brews that they had on. I've also been across to uh, the Eden Brewery, which is a very local brewery. It's just around the corner from my house. Um, and picked up a couple of bottles of cask condition, not cask conditioned, um, bottle conditioned ales. From them, I've got a porter, and I think the other one is a ruby. So I'll be trying those out and letting you know what I think. They, I am a bit into kind of craft beers as well, not just wine and gin. And I don't just spend all my time drunk either. But um, there's been quite a resurgence in the kind of craft brewing scene over the last few years in the UK, especially. And there's lots of little microbreweries that are now around. Um, that just offer you something a little bit different. I don't think real ale is just for... In the same way that knitting isn't for nanas, real ale isn't just for kind of strange folk in with beards in anoraks or people in very black t-shirts with dubious hygiene practices. Um, there's actually something for everyone these days. It's not just a case of drinking flat beer, as we say up, up um, north. 
<laughs> there's this perception that all southern beer particularly is flat and it's just it's just not really how it is but at least not anymore anyway um so that's been quite good it's my latest local adventure at least i will also um do a review that i didn't mention in the intro because i'm freestyling of uh, ginger twist studios uh, in the yarn shop review section which again will be freestyle they had their Indie Burr yarn crawl yesterday. I've seen some of the pictures on Twitter and I'm sure some of you guys will have too. Uh, they had over 100, 125 people there. So that that must have, I think that probably was a great atmosphere and quite a good laugh. Lots of people to meet. She, she had Susan Crawford in her shop because she's carrying um, Susan Crawford's line of yarns, which very much fit in with her sort of style and aesthetic. But again, that will be covered a little bit later. Um, but it seemed like a good day was had by all, so I was really pleased to hear that had gone so well. Because I, unfortunately I wasn't able to attend because I'm on solo parent operations at the moment. As my beloved husband is over in South Africa doing a handover to the next person that's going into his previous job. Which was bad enough as it was, but when he keeps whatsapping me pictures of the various steaks that he's eating and all of our old hangouts and haunts and I'm stuck at home and there are Thomas trains and wooden blocks all over the floor and half chewed crayons um, it's it just re it's not helping himself at all if he doesn't bring me something really big and sparkly or really big and woolly home I'm going to be really disappointed um, however I am escaping next Saturday he's coming back on Friday I'm escaping next Saturday and I'm going over to Glasgow for a lovely yarny day out so hopefully that will, again will provide some more um, ammunition for the yarn shop reviews and something else different to talk about which I think will be quite good in other news I'm sure if you've listened to her latest podcast you will have heard that the lovely lovely I love this girl I just I could just squeeze her until she snapped um Amy from Knit Spin Cake is going to be opening a yarn shop if you haven't listened to her latest episode it's episode 21 uh it's the one with the big reveal and she's just having a quick chat about her latest um, plans and how everything's going for that and oh bless her she gave me a shout out for it because I, I, I apparently I enabled her into it and it's turning into a bit of a theme this enabling not just in the yarny stakes either um but uh, I'm really glad that she's found what she was kind of looking for and she's going to be opening her yarn shop because she's not had the, the easiest of times recently as, as she fully says herself and I'm really really pleased because she's such a nice person that it's all coming together for her and it's a brilliant excuse to go over there and check out a new yarn shop and uh, and purchase some of her wares it sounds like she's going to have some really nice stuff in there and something a little bit different from the usual big box things and there'll be lots of workshops as well everyone loves a good workshop and it's at the seaside and there's an ice cream shop so pretty much sold as far as I'm concerned that's going to be opening in mid to late july but you can follow progress on that on twitter the at harbour yarns because her whole shop is going to, it's on a harbour and it, it, at the seaside it's all going to be um based themed around the seaside theme so i think it could be quite nice quite exciting times for her so 
Um, go and give them a follow of Twitter and do your usual supportive things that I know you always do. And the best of luck to you, Amy, because I know you listen to my podcast. <laughs> I say so rock and roll. It's like, yeah, I have riders and everything. Well, no, I just have two pointless dogs. Um, the very best of luck to you, my friend, um, on the opening of your new business. I'm sure it's going to be extremely successful and we all look forward to coming to check it out. In other, other, other news, and I'm sure unless you've been hiding under a rock, you will already know about this. It is Unwind Brighton on the 12th to the 13th of July this year in Brighton. I like Brighton. I got married in Brighton. My husband uh, lived in Brighton for about 16 years. Well, his parents lived there for 16 years. He went off um, to work and, and moved away. But they lived there for a long time and they now live in Lewis. Uh, so I will be attending it looks it's shaping up to be a really interesting event they've got the marketplace they've got loads of classes booked and kingston's just opened an overflow class for her um stranded knits class and um, i really wish i could go to that but i've actually got loads of stuff planned for that day so i can't go unfortunately to that but if you want to go to us to her, her class and missed out be quick because i think there are still a couple of places available there's going to be a podcaster meetup at one o'clock um, above the mezzanine. I keep saying above the mezzanine. I've heard it on loads of podcasts, so if that's going in my head, it must be right. And there'll be lots of different podcasters there. We're not all just meeting each other. We're just there and everyone else who wants to come and meet up and say hello is more than welcome. It would be lovely to meet any listeners that are going face to face. And do feel free to post in the Ravelry group the Shannon Bees podcast if you are going so I can have a little nosy at who I might see there it was really weird when I went to Fiber East last year because I met some people that I didn't know that listened to my podcast and I was just like unlike me because I'm not like this at all in real life I was just really shy and awkward and just kind of like looking around going oh hi because I was really embarrassed that someone actually listened to my podcast <laughs> and the lady was really nice um but I just I was just proper like awkward uh, hopefully I won't be like that this time I'm not normally an awkward person um, but sorry it, you know who you are <laughs> I was awkward and a little bit weird I was a bit shell shocked to be honest it was really hot and we had a small child with us so it was a bit crazy and I'd just moved back from Africa like a day or two before so <laughs> I have excuses um, so yeah come along and say hello uh, at one o'clock and come and meet all the other different podcasters and all the other people you speak to on Ravelry I think it'd be really nice there is also going to be a party at night I'm not sure if I've been given a pink chit to attend the party yet because I'm going on Saturday and Sunday I'm not sure if it will be taking the mick a little bit to go to the party as well not that that ever normally bothers me but you know you kind of have to show a little bit of willing um, so I'll let you know if I do decide to go to the party as well I might just get swept up in all the fun in all honesty and on the Sunday, I am planning to help out on the P-Hop stall in the morning with, I think Amy wants to come help out at the same time. So there'll be lots of giggling and laughing and everything else in the morning. Um, Kate, who runs, um, is the P-Hop coordinator, isn't actually able to attend Unwind Brighton. So unfortunately, she won't be there, but they are looking for volunteers to help man the stall. Um, I've done it before, I did it at Fiber East, it's really good fun, you just get to chat to laws of like, knitters and um, explain the concept of P-Hop, you can do as much or as little time 
as you like but any and all help would be appreciated so if you are interested in volunteering to help on the p-hop store for an hour or two at any point during the weekend please 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 um do get in touch and let me know and i will pass on your details to kate it would be much appreciated and it's a great money earner for medicine san frontier so um get in there spread the love you know meet some knitters be cool that's all I have in the news section for now that I can remember from the top of my head without pausing and thinking because I'm just going out, out there and doing it. So what we'll do is we'll move on to the next section and discuss the latest offerings from the Golden Skate. So as usual, I thought I would run through the latest offerings uh, from the latest club of the golden skein for those of you that aren't in the club because it might give you some ideas for nice indie dyes for you to go and check out uh, some nice bases for you to go and check out and we can share the love if you would like to join the group on Ravelry please feel free to come and join you don't need to be a member of or subscriber of the club to join our Ravelry group and there are loads of people over there with lots and lots of great ideas really collaborative group everyone's really friendly and helpful and people are making some amazing projects with their yarn i'm getting lots and lots of ideas from that so please feel free to come over and just have a mooch and you can release your own golden skeins from their incarceration in your stash and hopefully replace them with some new ones lots of yarn shows coming up you're gonna need some space so this quarter was the summer quarter that was just delivered um i sent it out a little bit early because i was going up north for an interview for a job which i didn't get um, but that's fine because lots and lots of other opportunities have come to the fore since then that make me think actually this is this is the way i'm going to take the african approach so I decided to post out the club a little bit earlier. Normally we post it out on set days and um, it was meant to go out on the 2nd of June but it went out at the end of May instead because I didn't want the stress of having to trail 140 miles for an interview with two small children, not the dogs this time luckily, um, but the children are worse quite frankly, and, and go and do this interview. So the parcels went out early and which was a nice surprise for the subscribers there was a lot of oohing and ahhing like oh oh it's here already oh my god it's here already i'm so excited so yeah that was good and the post lady very much liked the gold bags as usual it's a new post lady because the last time i sent it out i didn't live here i lived in one of my other houses um so she was absolutely lovely and it seems to have been very well received Again, if you've listened to the latest episode of Amy's podcast, Knit Spin Cake, she talks about a, a shawl that she's just banged out in about 10 days in one of the yarns already, and it is beautiful. Um, she did the Boo Knits uh, Dragonfly shawl, which is a free pattern, and it's got a few beads in it as well. It's beautiful, really, really lovely. Um, so we will talk about the yarns in the order that I think of them and uh, I'll let you know the details I do know all of this off by heart because I've said it so many times recently um, but the first one we'll kick off with is um, the one that Amy did the dragonfly shawl in which is Ginger's Hand Dyed and see, the base is Sturdy Splendor which is a 70% a 75% organic merino 25% A1 mulberry silk blend and it is hand dyed by Ginger 
aka Jess from Ginger Twist Studios in Edinburgh and I will review her yarn shop seeing as it's a nice segue there um, towards the end of this episode. This um, colourway was dyed to the inspiration picture Fruits of Summer by Lorna Rand as were the other two colourways that I'm going to mention and Jess decided to do it in a really kind of tonal um, really juicy berry pinks and raspberries and plummy shades um, throughout the skein it, this stuff is lovely and it is a really plump um, twist. It is a floor, a floor ply, a four ply yarn, um, but it's a three, I think 366 meters to 100 grams. Although it's a four ply, it does sort of come out like, or feel a bit more like a DK. Sorry about that, I obviously have been talking too much today. Um, it's come out like a, D, like a DK and I love this, this base in particular. Because when I look at it, it makes me feel like I've got a mouth full of flumps. You know, that kind of squishy chubby bunnies feeling. This is chubby bunny yarn. It's absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see how once it's knitted, it blooms and, and poofs out once it's actually been blocked and soaked. It is lovely. The only project so far in it has been Amy's one. I'll share some other projects in a, you know, in a few weeks when people have had a chance to look at it. I think it wants to be something around the neck, possibly a cowl, but I'm not 100% sure at the moment because the beast absolutely loved this skin and she kept kind of going to the box and picking loads of them up and running off with them to her Wendy house. She didn't contaminate them in any way, I will add at this point. Um, I was very careful to check that they weren't contaminated afterwards and she was just obsessed with this one. She actually helped a lot with the packing up and she was, I was showing her how to do it because I thought I'm not going to be able to do this all this packing up with hair sort of in the way so I'm going to have to enlist her help and give her an important job to do and uh, she was after showing her one of them she was like no 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 they've got to go in, in this order mummy and I've got to stick the sticker on so it looks like I'm half cut when I've wrapped these up because the stickers are quite wonky um, when, when all the things wrap together and you sticker it down so uh, she, this was definitely her favourite at least and it has been a favourite of uh, quite a few other people as well and that is uh, as I say it's the ginger ginger twist studios ginger's hand dyed sturdy splendor um, base and that was in the colorway colorway samra I think is how you pronounce it which means summer in Gaelic excuse my Gaelic I've not I've not I've not plunged into learning Gaelic yet so that was the first one. The second one was dyed by Desert Vista Dye Works who are from Arizona in the United States. This one was called The Fruits of Summer and it was dyed onto the Viso base that Susan from Desert Vista uses which is a standard sock sort of 75% um, merino, 25% nylon standard sort of sock base it was a seven color repeat i think i'm looking for my socks um yeah seven color self-stripe um in sort of purples blueberries there's one yellow stripe through it there's a kind of coral stripe in it as well and i'm knitting a pair of the vanilla socks that i mentioned in the last episode um, that's in that base and it's really addictive, really good fun. All self-stripe is. I absolutely love self-stripe. If I could just do a self-stripe club and not have anything else, then I would. I'd be quite happy just knitting self-stripe for my entire life. I love it. Um, this is quite a fun one. It's a very blocky self-stripe. Um, most of the self-stripe stuff I use tends to be a bit more gradient. 
um, dye self stripe but this this is cool I like it I like it a lot so that was hair and she's kind of specializes in self stripe and gradient yarns hence the self stripe choice for this particular one one of the people in the club is doing a endless rainbow in this and combining this one with the yarn garden manor ash um, colorway from the last club the tornado over london one so it's um, a kind of gray light gray kind of silvery uh, versus this really bright um, self stripe and each kind of little uh, line and the little triangle on the end is coming out in a different colour so far it looks really good so it's quite exciting but good to see how that turns out and the final one which has caused a lot of oohs and ahs was um, a sparkle duck one and we got sparkle duck in again this time because it was a brand new uh, base that she'd introduced and she her last colourway she did for us was extremely popular um, she does dye beautifully, really moody colourways that are just really tonal and there's so many kind of facets to the, the colourways when you look at them and then you just sit there with the skin and kind of turn it round in your hand and just see all the different tones come out. She just dyes beautifully um, and we both love her dyeing so the opportunity to get her to dye and a new base was just one that we felt we had to get in there and this one was gorgeous it was it, I just want to eat it Um, it's just lovely again there's not been a project in this yet but there's been several ideas for them and actually I don't think we've even got any of it left anymore I think it's all gone now um, but it was a 60% merino 20% silk and 20% yak base I've never knitted with yak before, but apparently it has quite similar properties to merino, except that it is more water absorbent and warmer than merino. So that's an interesting one. It, this again is about 360 meters to 100 grams, but it is nowhere near as flumpy as the Ginger Twist Studio Sturdy Splendor is. It's very kind of uh, much more tightly spun. Um, and like the gauge of the yarn if you look at it um, is much finer which suggests to me that the the yak must be heavier I guess um, maybe I'll have to look that up um, in a bit more detail it's quite hard to find information on yak to be honest um, but yeah it'd be very interesting to see how that comes out I think it probably is sturdy enough to make socks with and I think it would make some really interesting lace shawls too perhaps so I'll let you know about that once I've knitted with it because it's my first time with Yak, so an interesting one. So that was my rundown of the three dyes for this quarter from the Golden Skins Power of Three slash Slimmers Club. We are going to be opening the sign-ups for the next quarter soon and we've got some really exciting dyers lined up for the next two quarters that I can't wait to show you and tell you about and it's, it's quite a privilege to work with, with um, you know, these, design, these designers, these dyers. Um, on the project so it's a really exciting times for us over there hopefully we'll be the, the plan is to, to get some of the other clubs launched uh, relatively soon so watch this space for more information on that but the sign-ups for the next quarter will open on the 1st of July or sooner than that and if it is going to be sooner then it will be announced on the um, Facebook page and Twitter page or on Instagram all as the golden skin and pinterest so or you, you'll find out about it in the um golden skin ravelry group but it will all be 
um, publicised if we open it beforehand because I just, I don't know, I just feel like sharing the love and opening it early, frankly, because we sent it out early, so it'd be quite cool just to get it out there, you know, a bit of excitement um, prior to everyone uh, going off to the yarn shows. And, you know, England are at the World Cup now and everyone needs cheering up, so sod it, I might just open it tonight. Shall I do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to open it tonight, actually. Yeah, consider it open. Go and sign up now if you want to sign up and join us. And if, if you don't want to be a subscriber but you want to come and get some ideas and join in with the chit-chat, we're over on Ravelry at the Golden Scale. So, as promised, we'll have a lovely little yarn shop with you. And this week it's going to be Ginger Twist Studios, which is a yarn shop in Edinburgh. It is run by the fabulous and she is utterly fabulous um jessica james who is an american living in edinburgh and she opened a shop just over a year ago it was it was ginger twist's first birthday literally a couple of days ago and it is on the london road in edinburgh so it's about a 10 minute walk maybe from waverley um, depending on how fast you walk, 15 minutes at the outside. Um, but there are buses that run down that you can get on, but it's almost not worth getting the bus because by the time you've walked to get the place to get the bus, you're halfway there. And you just go sort of out of it, Waverley past sort of John Lewis and down past the Glass House. And then London Road is, is on your right down there. And you just, just go down there and it's on the left down at the bottom of London Road. Well, not the bottom, just as you go along. It is run by Jess who is utterly fabulous and she is very sort of utterly utterly vintage style amazing she's got lovely red hair that's really it sounds like I'm in love with her but I'm not she's just really awesome um she's got this awesome red hair um curly red hair and she wears uh, like kind of like 1950s glasses and just looks really like vintage glam and effortless all the time and she's always really cheerful which helps um, when you're running a yarn store and she's got this little bijou lovely yarn shop on the London Road um, she stocks quite a wide range of notions and yarn obviously she does her own range of gingers hand dyed which comes in a variety of bases and this is hung on the left hand side as you go in to her shop it's hung along that side and it's all loose so you can kind of go in and stick your fingers in it and, and really have a look at it instead of it being skeined up and it's like a big beautiful rainbow down the left hand side of the shop and she's got a few different bases that she dyes on um, in, and there was one in particular that was quite popular in a colourway, uh, I think it was a high twist base it was a 100% merino base um, I bought some for a swap for someone in the Caithness Craft Collective's 100 episode birthday, 100 gram yarn swap. So I bought some for um, my swap partner who was in Denmark. And it turned out that someone else bought the exact same colourway for um, Nick from Yarns from the Plain podcast um, for her swap. And it was really beautiful. It's called uh, The Witching Hour, I think the, it was called. It was a really deep kind of purple. Uh, again another quite moody colour where it's really lovely and she also stocks quite a wide range of, of other yarns at quite reasonable price points really she has West Yorkshire Spinners, she has Brigantia she has some other local hand dyed 
um, yarns. I think the Martha's yarns from memory. Um, she also has uh, some cashmere from Afghanistan. She stocks Exalana and she also carries a range of notions so she has lots of little teeny weeny kind of stitch markers and I think they're from Fripperies and Bibolo but I might be making that up I might be confusing my yarn shops though and she stocks higher higher needles as well so she's got quite a good range of different stuff to go at her shop is um I want that the I suppose it's like you know in London it would probably be a mansion but it is quite bijou it is small but perfectly formed uh, like Kylie I'll steal that from Karina Westerman but she's definitely small but perfectly formed this shop and it's a real pleasure to go into I know Claire Divine sort of hangs out in there a lot she actually provides quite a lot of workshops for Jessica and she there's another lady that does workshops there as well that you can attend and um it's just the kind of place that you want to go into and sit down and, and chat to Jess about it. She always offers you a cup of tea on lovely vintage china, of course, because it's just, yeah, it's just lovely. I'd go and sit in there every day if I could, but it's, it's an hour away on the train, so it's not really practical, but that's probably a good thing, in all honesty. But I think if you want, you know, kind of something with that vintage, definite vintage feel to it, and she stocks, uh, I think she stocks, I'm trying to think. What's her name? Susan Crawford. I think she has some of her books. I think she stocks Tin Can Knits books as well. So there's kind of quite a wide range of things to go at. But it's definitely worth going to if you are in the vicinity. It is a bijou shop. It is quite small. But she's made excellent use of space in there. And everything in there is of value. It's stuff you want to look at and touch. Unlike some yarn stores where you go in. And it's just wall to wall Serdar. And I have nothing... I do not oppose Serdar at all. But... I tend to find that the big big box names don't inspire me the same way as the um, unusual things that you don't get everywhere do. I think I might be a convert to the Brigantia as well. It is really lovely. Um, so I would recommend wholeheartedly that you go and check it out. There are also some other little cute um, establishments in the vicinity that are worth checking out if you're going down there to make it doubly worth your while. There is a chocolate, an artisan chocolate makers um, either next door or two doors down that make handmade chocolates and around the corner there is the Manor House Bakery who make lovely baked goods so you could go down there have a cup of tea with Jess get yourself some chockeys get yourself some lovely artisan bread and then trot off back up to Edinburgh so that was my opinion yarn shop review on Ginger Twist Studios which is on the London Road in Edinburgh So on to the Whipping Piccadilly section. Obviously I spoke at length last time about being in a funk, slam dunk the funk, the funk of 40,000 years. This is the house that funk built, Groove Armada style. Uh, yeah, funky, funk. Uh, but I'm pleased to report that I'm no longer in a funk. And thank you to everyone that sent messages of tips and ideas to get you out of the funk. Some of which I will share with you now in case you're also an entity funk. I think people seem to be coming out of it again now um, from what I'm hearing. But it's difficult when you're, when you're there, when you're in the mire and you can't, can't really get out. Um, it was suggested by Louise Scully of the Knit British podcast, which if you don't listen to, you really ought to. That we, I ought to get all my whips together 
and just have a look at them and if I don't absolutely love it just frog it this sounds like a really good idea and there is definitely one that I, I want to frog um, and it is the Kebner Kaiser socks <sighs> I just don't love it I love the yarn I love the pattern it reminds me of being in Africa and, and knitting these socks and it being really great and the yarn's really nice it's these really autumnal shades and it's pretty I've looked up on my, my project page it's pretty but I just I don't know I just don't love it I just don't and this will be the second time I frogged this particular yarn so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set it free I just don't, I don't want to frog it again I don't and I just think I'm picking the wrong things for it and it is really pretty and I do really like it but I just think it needs to be released because I'm cocking it up if you love something let it go so I'm going to let it go so what I'm going to do is I'm going to frog it and I'm going to rewind the ball with my little swift and stuff and I'm going to give it away to one of the listeners so what I'm going to do is I will put up the thread and when I open the thread for this if you would like to win the um, yarn it is a nurturing fibre super twist sock and it was it was gifted to me in a swap and I really love it and I feel really bad that I'm to that I've not really managed to fulfil it but I just think I need to stop abusing it now so I'm going to give it away to someone it's still in absolutely fine condition to knit with it just needs some and it's only been a quarter of it's not even a quarter it's been knitted anyway it's probably about 10 grams and then mean it again uh, so if you would like to rehome this for me and give it the home that it deserves then leave a comment on the thread for this episode and just say what you would make with it I'll do a random draw um, random number generator at um, the end of well when I'll tell you. I'll, next time I do a podcast I'll just announce the winner so it could be a surprise get in there quick while you can that's what I'm going to say probably about two weeks actually definitely the next month um, but yeah get in there just leave a note to say what you would make with it so we can get some ideas as well um, for, for making things with one skein and um, I'll do a random number, ge number generator and, and we'll give it away we'll, we'll free this game so yeah that's a good tip if, if you have a look at your whips if there's too many of them get them out give them a good auditing and if you don't love it get rid so that's what I'm going to do um, I'm more releasing than getting rid so I've done that and the other thing I did was just have a prioritise while they were all out and I was like you know what there are lots of projects here and I do like to jump between all of them but I'm getting a little bit tired of it taking me forever to knit projects because I just cast something else on, do a few rows and then get distracted again and what I need to do is be a little bit more militant so I looked at my, my whips and I was like right the Guardian Angel shawl needs to be finished by last Tuesday gone so I'm going to have to work on this because there is a deadline associated with this and it's been on the needles for nearly a year so it needs to be done so I decided to take it out to uh, to fluff my local yarn shop slash second home and that's in Dundee and I'm just going to knit on it there so I took it out and went to see Leona and, and did some knitting on it there and chat to her about some business stuff you know and how things were going blah 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 
did loads of knitting on it there and got round past the halfway mark and obviously I said last time I was doing a couple making myself do a couple of cables every night to get round it um, I also took it to the Worldwide Knitting Public Week event that was held at Fluff which was a picnic and did some work on it there and actually that night because I was sort of I got so, so far through it um, I managed to to finish the cable and it was meant to go to Africa on Tuesday but obviously by the fact I've said it was meant to it means it didn't go because it isn't finished um, there are numerous reasons why not um, but I'm in the middle of picking up all the stitches around the cable um, the pattern is the Guardian Angel pattern by Sally Cameron Sally please don't do me any more patterns that involve me picking up things along a cable it's really fiddly um, there are excellent instructions on um, the pattern. It's very detailed, but it's just—it's not getting away from it. If you're picking up 300 stitches around a cable, it is going to be a pain in the hoop. So, yeah, I'm halfway around to that, and I'm going to—I'm um, going to press on with that and get it finished. And then I'm just going to pour, either post it over or see if there's one of the South African knitters has got someone coming back on forth or something to keep it safe, really, when it goes over there. Um, so that is progressing again at least and I'm kind of back in the swing with that and I know once I've picked up this these things everything else is going to seem really easy even the nups for the angels heads around the outside are going to be easy so I'm the nup queen I've done damask it might have taken me a year and a half but I've done a lot of nups so I reckon I can smash this it'll be fine so that was another option go and t you know remove yourself from the situation and take yourself somewhere else so you're not concentrating on the fact that you're not you know, it's really annoying you to having to do these irrational annoyance at having to do these cables. So I'll, I'll count that as well as the update for the Guardian Angel Shawl while we're there. And um, the other thing that I found quite helpful is just, and this is where the title of the story came from, the first step is admitting you have a problem. And I think just, say, just owning up and saying, look, I'm in a funk and I don't know what to do and I'm just cocking it up was quite liberating and it just freed the guilt of having these whips and I just thought well it's not just me lots of people have this and actually they give me lots of good ideas to get rid of this funk and you know what now that I've admitted I'm in a funk I feel a lot better now that I've admitted to the whole world um, it's actually not that bad I can just I feel like I can move on and let it go so that's what I've done so I've also done some knitting on my vanilla stripy socks the desert vista socks I finish I'm doing a afterthought heel it's my first crack at afterthought heels and i've finished one entire one and grafted the toe but i've not unpicked the heel and tried that yet because i was really close to changing colors um to, to for it to be matchy matchy so um i decided to cast on again so that the, the i work i wouldn't waste a lot of yarn at the beginning perhaps you know if it ended up being halfway through like a repeat of the colors I would potentially be wasting quite a bit of yarn so I decided to leave it and just cast on so there's two done tubes and then I can do both of the heels at once and hopefully they'll be reasonably quick once all the other knitting is done Um, as I said the first one is done the second one I'm about halfway down the leg but here is the cautionary tale don't cast on when one of your bestest favorite friends has come to visit um, it is my, my friend, the tight Yorkshire one from the last episode. Um, and I know she doesn't listen to my podcast because she pulled she didn't pull me up on it when she got here. And I'm like, you know I called you like a tight Yorkshire 
person on the last podcast and told everyone how you hide under like a mound of blankets. And she was like, no, that's not fair. There's only me in the house. Me, 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 me. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but me, 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 me. You don't listen to my podcast, clearly. Cow. So <laughs> maybe she's listening to, well, she can't listen to this one now because her iPhone broke when she was here. So I felt at least a little bit vindicated that I've got a Blackberry and I might be on third world technology, but at least mine still works, vaguely. Um, whereas hers doesn't even, the battery won't charge. So that's a bit of a nightmare for her. But, um... Yeah, I cast on. Uh, she's she's learning how to do socks. She's a knitter as well. And um, I cast on while talking to her. And so, for some unknown reason, decided that instead of doing two-by-two two rib for the cuff, like I did with the other one, I'd do one-by-one one rib. Because that's good, isn't it? That's that's easier than two-by-two two rib. And I didn't notice till I'd done about two inches on the... Um, on the ordinary stocking stocking stitch body which is testament really to the quality of conversation and possibly the amount of wine we were having um but i was just like you know what i've done so much on it i'm not even going to bother because every time i put these socks on and they don't match i'm not going to get a massive ocd fit on i'm just going to go oh i knitted these that time that kate came today and yeah you remember we were, we were so much fun and drinking so much wine and champagne that uh, <laughs> i just completely did the wrong stitch so yeah she had a little incident with her um She's she's learning DPNs and she just pulled the wrong one out and dropped all the stitches and was just panicking because she'd already had a couple of glasses of wine. Didn't feel up to the job of picking up the stitches. Um, but I managed that uh, like a boss. So, uh, yeah. They, like I said, it, you kind of know about it because you knew about it from the last podcast. We're going to have the matching monkey socks. And I gently suggested that maybe she could knit my monkey socks and I'll knit hers, but she wasn't up for that idea. Funny old thing, she doesn't quite feel up to it yet. But yeah, unfortunately she left today, which probably means that I'll end up working in the evenings um, instead of just knitting and talking. But um, yeah, the, the the yarn is very, very good fun to knit with. It's very good fun on the colour changes. And it's just an ordinary um, 64 stitch decreasing down to 20 stitches at the toes. And it's going to be an afterthought heel. So I will let you know my thoughts on afterthoughts. Um afterthoughts and afterthoughts uh, once I've actually done those seals for that one and otherwise in the knitting I haven't picked up any of the other projects because I'm trying to be disciplined I'm always really jealous of TGS Kate and how she manages to finish projects and that is because she only, she can only do one at a time she's one of these people where she has to cast on and knit to the end and it's only if something drastic happens like you wet blocking your water lily top that she can actually change to another yarn which I think is really weird and funny and, and I asked her to cast on the socks in the, the stripey yarn to check something for me and she's like I can't cast on, I'm in the middle of, of my water lily top and I can probably cast on next weekend and I was just like I can't believe you like worked out how long it's going to be and you won't cast on the stripey yarn it's so OCD it's really funny because we're completely opposite so it works really well um, in terms of getting the business stuff done but I do, I do rip her a little bit for being an OCD yarn freak and she, she rips me a little bit for being a OCD whip freak and having a million different whips and just buying more needles to put the whips on rather than finishing something. So yes, I haven't done anything else. and I'm not going to do anything else. Um, I'm going to finish both of these projects before I even look at anything else and I think that, that is, that, that's a big commitment for me to be honest with you. However, in the wings waiting, I have planned an in three baby car in threes baby cardigan for my friend who is having a little baby. She's having a girl, so I'm making her a cardigan in petrol blue and gold because that's how we roll. 
her um, the little girl to be her well not to be she clearly is there just not born yet um her big sister has got quite dark hair and dark eyes and she wears a lot of kind of mustardy goldish shades and a lot of blue and it really suits her so I thought I'll roll with that you know it doesn't matter blue is not just for boys don't get me started on gender stereotyping so it's a nice petroly Prussian blue and a really rich kind of like old gold slash mustardy um yarn I just went for ordinary drops uh, I think it is Alaska perhaps that I went for but I got them from fluff and I decided I was going to get um one ball of the gold and then four of the blue and I was I went for a DK because it was super wash and the it's it's meant to be in worsted weight this pattern but I went for DK um because it wasn't super wash and I don't want to kind of stress out uh, already a mum who's already got like an 18 month old so um, I'm going to just knit a couple of sizes bigger I'm not even going to gauge it or anything or try and substitute properly I'm just going to knit a couple of sizes bigger and it's on DK and I'll probably just a needle size a bit and it'll fit her at some point because she's just a baby she's not going to be that bothered and it's quite a free form cardigan it's quite um, loose and it's just got little sleeves and three little buttons at the top I think it's done by Kelly on the net from memory but I will, I will link to it properly in the show notes um, it's always in the kind of top 20 or top 40 on Ravelry so you'll easily be able to find it and it's called the In Threes Baby Cardigan so that's my next kind of fantasy knit obviously I've still got the fantasy knit for the Boonit shawl as well but I thought well if I kind of key them up but don't cast them on I'm not going to add to the whips but I can kind of live vicariously so that's what I'm doing so that will be my, my treat for completing two projects I'm then allowed to cast on this one and knit it all to the end so I'm going to do a kit on the next one I'm going to cast it on and knit it to the end because the baby is going to come sometime between in the next two to seven weeks it will definitely be then because she's quite a wee baby so she might have to come out of the summer if a little bit early which means it could be potentially only two weeks till she gets here and it is summer but it is Scotland so she might need a little cardigan so there's a bit of time pressure there we'll see how that works out but I'll give you more details on whether I've managed to cast that on in the next podcast Well, considering this was going to be a quick 20 to 25 minute podcast, just a quick filler podcast till the next big one, it's turned out to be another epic. I don't think I can talk for less than 50 minutes on a podcast. It's crazy. So I'm going to wrap it up there. But I would like to thank all of you for joining me this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the very much more freestyle than usual um, way that I've done the podcast this time. But I just thought, you know what? done is better than perfect so we'll just go for it and we'll we'll crank it out and we'll see how we go on with that so i hope that has been to your satisfaction i'd like to wish you all a great week happy crafting and speak to you all again soon bye thank you for listening to the shiny bees podcast show notes for this episode can be found on the blog at www.shinybees.com Music used in this episode is by Adam and the Water Boys, and it's I Need a Drink, available by Music Alley. It's alright.